0: Good morning, dear Dharma friends. December the 29th, 2021. A pleasure to meet you here in our Dharma Hall this morning. I have a sweet reading today. I don't know the author. I think I don't need these right now. I'm just gonna read it once. It's called, I Wish You Enough. At an airport, I overheard a father and daughter in their last moments together. They had announced her plane's departure and standing near the door, she said, Daddy, Our life together has been more than enough. Your love is all I ever needed. I wish you enough too, daddy. They kissed goodbye and she left. He walked over to the window where I was seated. Standing there, I could see he wanted and needed to cry. I tried not to intrude on his privacy, but he welcomed me in by asking, Did you ever say goodbye to someone, knowing it would be forever? Yes, I have, I replied. Saying that brought back memories I had of expressing my love and appreciation for all my dad had done for me. Recognizing that his days were limited, I took the time to tell him face to face how much he meant to me. So I knew what this man was experiencing. Forgive me for asking, but why is this a forever goodbye? I asked. I am old and she lives much too far away. I have challenges ahead and the reality is her next trip back will be for my funeral. When you were saying goodbye, I heard you say, I wish you enough. May I ask what that means? He began to smile. That's a wish that's been handed down from other generations. My parents used to say it to everyone. He paused a moment and looking up as if trying to remember it in detail, he smiled even more. When we said, I wish you enough, we were wanting the other person to have a life filled with enough good things to sustain them. He continued and then turning to me, he shared the following as, he re- as if he were reciting it from memory. I wish you enough sun to keep your attitude bright. I wish you enough rain to appreciate the sun more. I wish you enough happiness to keep your spirit alive. I wish you enough pain so the smallest joys in life appear much bigger. I wish you enough pain to satisfy your wanting. I wish you enough loss to appreciate all that you possess. I wish you enough hellos to get you through the final goodbye. He then began to sob and walked away. They say, quote, it takes a minute to find a special person, an hour to appreciate them, a day to love them, but then an entire lifetime to forget them. Send this phrase to the people you'll never forget. It's a short message to let them know you'll never forget them. If, it, if you don't send it to someone, it means you're in a hurry and need to slow down enough to enjoy what's around you, the people around you. And so I wish you enough. sounds come out of nothingness this is a mysterious thing this living I tend to take it for granted but it's really <clears throat> It's really an utterly mysterious thing to be alive. Every note begins. Sometimes they harmonize. (laughs) Sometimes they rattle a bit when the fingers are not pressed down just quite right.
1: I take refuge in the Buddha The one who shows me the way in this life Namo Buddhaya Namo Buddhaya NAMO BUDDHAYA I take refuge in the Dharma, the way of understanding and love. NAMO DHARMAYA namo dharmaya namo dharmaya i take refuge in the sangha the community of mindful harmony Namo sangaya, Namo sangaya, Namo sangaya.
0: We're taught to take refuge in success, money, power, children, relationships, movies, various substance, substances, electronic devices, nation-states power, gated communities. The Buddha taught that in a way, the only sensible place to take refuge is in being awake. being awake and acknowledging the realities of the world. Of course, we have to notice them first. And then the community of practice down through the ages This is not a modern teaching. This is the perennial teaching. I like to think about the 150 or 40 or so generations since the time of the Buddha, saying hello to one another at the door of the Dharma Hall, saying goodbye at the end of their lives. It's been a fine trip together. And so every moment, every time of gathering is of great preciousness. And so what is it that sits here? We, of course, tend to say, well, this is my body. I'm sitting in my living room or my pajamas or my, I, me and mine come very easily. We're trained for them to come easily. And so like great explorers, Captain's Cook in Vancouver and <laughs> <laughs> I had trouble remembering his name Christopher Columbus, the murderous psychopath. They all thought they were headed off onto the great journey. This is the great journey. You, we, I, we're all on the great journey. This is the journey of awakening. It's not just stress management. It's not just Becoming more psychologically fit. It's not just about improving our efficiency at work. It's really about the question, who am I? Who am I? And so let's carry out the exploration. Can I find myself? And let me look first at the body. <clears throat> what do I find here? There's contact, there's pressure, there's temperature. There's life in what I call the hands. <clears throat> there's breathing in and breathing out. And it's useful for the exploration to have a a stable observation capacity. So we use in-breathing and out-breathing as a strategy. I will experience some focus, some concentration on this in breathing and out breathing, as part of the slowest moving aspect of being a human being, matter, the body. Each breath has a beginning and we can notice that it doesn't exist and then it does. in our exploration. We can also widen the field of awareness in the body and notice there are sensations in what we think of as the feet, in the legs, in the pelvis. in the hands. And if we take the hands and the life there as our object of observation, do you find hands or do you find life? To look beyond the concept and idea hands, or to feel or to know is more accurate. There's nothing but life, is there? It tingles and vibrates and changes. It is change. And so we can inhabit the in-breathing and out-breathing and the field of life, which is the hand. There's also the sense door of the mind. This is the realm where thoughts exist, memories, past and future. And so we can, one can, it can. Be aware of the rising and passing of thoughts. And so we have our basic practice which can serve us for a lifetime, rooted in curiosity, rooted in mindfulness, abiding Gently, non-violently, non-coercively, in this breath right now. Letting it be as real as something in constant change can be. And then the mind wanders, and then we become entranced. Some story, some memory, some responsibility, I must do this later today. And for a little while, or a long while, that that someone, sort of, which is present with the breath is gone. The illusions the fantasies become paramount. And then the great mystery happens. Mindfulness springs into being and one awakens. So there is this oscillation in a way, lost in the dream, awake, present to the truths of anicca, dukkha, and anatta. Breathing in and breathing out. There is a fundamental illusion <clears throat> known in Buddhism as sakyaditi, wrong view. It appears as a sense of I that's at the center of everything, observing, almost like it's a little something sitting beside, beside the, or behind the pituitary gland that looks down on the fingers and out into the thoughts and so on. The deeper we go in practice, the clearer it becomes that such an imagination is not needed. It's added. And in awareness of in-breathing and out-breathing, does breathing happen down there or does it happen here, now, and its location is consciousness. It's just known. And when the wandering mind happens, Does it happen somewhere? Where? We say things like, it happens in my brain. It's an interesting idea. What's the experience? It happens here now. So we are called to our true direct experience outside of the illusions. When sounds, when hearing occurs, Sakyaditi says, that's an airplane out there. Oh, that's the neighbor rolling their garbage cans out to the street. What's the true experience? It happens in consciousness, it is known in consciousness. And so, we have our powerful ritual of sitting still, Sitting still, present in in breathing and out breathing. given the way we flash into and then out of each other's lives. The only reasonable attitude is love. It's as if we meet someone on the dance floor of life and the music is fine and the moment is beautiful. And we have our dance, maybe two. Maybe we connect for 50 years. and then we vanish. As Rina Sirkar, teacher in San Francisco used to say, remembering this, how can we be anything but loving? And all of this arising out of mindfulness of breathing this breath right now. Is the gong out there somewhere, or is it inside? May all beings, may all beings who take birth, live a lifetime, and then vanish, share in the merits of our practice. May our loved ones and friends, those we think of as our enemies or competitors or them. May we remember the May we remember the preciousness of this moment. And as we form the intention to allow the eyes to open, to to will the eyes open actually, let's notice how it is as the effort is made to raise the eyelids and and then seeing happens. See you. See